welcome to the only fetish radio show willing to cut through the hype and bring you the truth. So strap in, because you're now in bed with Dr. Sue. Well, good evening, wonderful people. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Sue Storm, and I hope everyone is well. I know there's some nasty-ass viruses going around, so stay warm. Wash your hands after you've been out. Sneeze into your elbow if you're out in public. And if you're still just a little viral, snuggle into bed here with me. Just don't mind the the biohazard suit I'm in. It's my kink. Honest. Anyway, thank you so much for taking the time out of your Tuesday evening, especially on the night of the debates where you're listening to a bunch of people promise you things that they'll never be able to back up. But I know how important that is, so thank you very much for listening live if you are listening live. Hi to Lee and Bear. I want to say hi to Lee and Bear. And tonight on the show, I'm dusting off a series of shows I did way back when on another radio show, The Untuned Show, that I did as a guest. Um, the show's center, and the reason I'm saying shows, there's going to be this one, is going to be next one. Um, the show's center on teaching average, everyday women, and I hate using those words, but I'm just trying to make it look like, you know, make it sound like just average people, average women, who perhaps, um, sorry, lost my place here, what you're doing, what I'm doing is teaching you how to spice up not just your sex life, but everything about yourself. Because we all get into ruts tonight, and we'll get to, into ruts, and tonight I'm going to help you bounce out of them and change things up. And as you can see, I'm a complete bubblehead, so this is going to be an interesting evening. And questions. You're bound to have some, and of course, we have lots of questions to get to already. So if you run into some questions throughout the show, feel free to call in 657-383-0031 during the question period later on, and I'm happy to answer them for you, of course. But I've also created a private Facebook group for this series for women to talk to me privately and have a support system because this is all new information for many of you. But before we get to Fifty Shades, here's a few words from other people besides me. (laughs) Okay, that was interesting. Let me try something else for some reason that doesn't seem to be working. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Chocobelly, uh, yo, I'm thirsty, I want some of that, some of that nut milk. So very thirsty, I want some of that, some of that nut milk. You know you're craving a big old glass of nut milk. And my friend K2 Cocky is serving it up on his latest album, Spice Kid at 3, which dropped to amazing reviews. And you can get yours for free. Yes, free. With the secret codes Cocky gave me, just for my listeners. And if free tunes isn't enough, you can also get 35% off all Cocky merchandise. That's prior albums and t-shirts with the promo code DOCSENTME at checkout. 
So hop over to InBedWithDrSue.com and peek in the sidebar for the codes and links to support Cocky. InBed supports indie musicians, erotica writers, adult performers, and artists. Do you? Now chug back that glass of nut milk. You need your protein. The moment a sissy attempts to emulate the divine feminine and discovers the unwavering drive to please alphas, many questions arise. I'm Miss Amelia Divine, pro-dom specializing in sissification and sissy training, and I am the Sissy Whisperer. On the third Wednesday of every month, head over to thesissywhisperer.com where I discuss all things sissy. The Sissy Whisperer is a podcast open to sissies of all levels and alphas who train or are looking to train sissies. Remember, the third Wednesday of every month, enjoy an hour of snark mixed with education sprinkled with a bit of scolding on the Sissy Whisperer. Yes, yes, and the newest episode of the Sissy Whisperer drops tomorrow, and it's all about how to be a responsible sissy. Ms. Amelia Devine will be walking you through such issues as forcing the public to be a part of your fetish and fantasy, putting pictures and video of yourself out on the Internet, giving personal information to fly-by-night doms, and God knows there's a ton of those out there right now. So twirl over to thesissywhisperer.com and catch up on all the past episodes while you're waiting for tomorrow. Actually, it's one of those trippy months. I have my show the second Tuesday, usually, of the month, except for Halloween. And Ms. Amelia's Sissy Whisperer show is the third Wednesday. Well, this is one of those freaky months where the second Tuesday and the third Wednesday are in the same week. Weird, right? I know, just useless, useless trivia I just thought was cool. And oh my God, I got to listen to Cocky's new album that is dropping in April, and all I can say is holy shit. It is his best work ever. It sounds so amazing. So stay tuned for Spice Cadet 420, which I believe is dropping on 420. <laughs> Speaking of 420, I believe Bobo is sitting out over at Ms. Amelia's house. So there you go. Smoke away, my friends. Smoke away. In the meantime, I think a little shock therapy is in order that will leave you thinking, what the sweet fuck? It's that time. Time for some true stories of twisted shit that leaves you whispering, what the sweet fuck? Tonight... On What the Sweet Fuck, our foray into the wacky world of human behavior begins with a 21-year-old woman in the UK who molested over 50 teenage girls, some as young as 13, by posing as a 16-year-old boy. Apparently, she lured girls by posting pics of skateboard videos and calling the young women pet names such as Babe. When she met her victims in person, she would wear baggy sweats and hide her hair under baseball hats and used rolled-up socks to fake a penis. When she was arrested, she told officers that it was just a game, and she was only trying to cheer the girls up. You see, the woman would purposefully choose young girls who had self-esteem issues or had experienced bullying. Nice. 
the 21-year-old woman was sentenced to eight years in prison. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, a creepy creature was stirring, and actually fondling the feet of a Florida man while he slept. Upon awakening, the suspect then proceeded to tell the victim he broke into his house in order to suck his toes. After several attempts to fondle the burglary victim's genitals, a fight ensued, and a window was broken as our sucking victim was forcing Towboy out of his residence. Once outside, our angry potophile then jumped on the victim's car, smashing in the front window, and then disappeared into the Christmas Eve night. Police are still looking for the suspect. Best to keep your doors locked on Christmas Eve, or you might get something you don't want in your stockings. And finally tonight, in a story, if you haven't already heard it, will haunt you for the rest of the night, and in many ways, I hope, will serve as a reminder. Hairstylist Kevin Bacon went missing on Christmas Eve after telling his roommate he was meeting someone from the Grinder app and was officially reported missing Christmas Day by his family. Unfortunately, Mr. Bacon was found gruesomely murdered. His body was found four days later, hanging upside down and partially eaten in the suspect's home after the police received a tip. When police arrived, the suspect admitted to killing Mr. Bacon by stabbing him once and then slitting his throat, after which he bound him by his ankles and hung him from the ceiling rafters. Once hanging, the suspect cut off Mr. Bacon's testicles and ate them. The suspect had been involved in an incident one month earlier at the same residence when a man started pounding on the door of the suspect's neighbor, covered in blood and screaming, He wants to hurt me. Police were called, but the victim refused to press charges, and the police drove the victim home after the suspect insisted it was all consensual. No charges were ever filed in that incident. This is as about as good a warning as you'll get when it comes to meeting people you don't know from the Internet. Sex and money aren't worth your life. And that's it for tonight's What the Sweet Fuck. I can certainly reprogram you to be the most confident alpha male in the world. I can make you walk in and command attention from a room and have everyone in it captivated by every word you speak. I can get you more women than you have ever imagined. Women who are gorgeous, models, sexy businesswomen, intelligent, powerful But I won't. No, I'm afraid I can't do that. You see, if I were to turn you into the most interesting man in the world that all women wanted to be with, it wouldn't change what would happen when the time comes for you to drop your drawers. All the hypnosis and reprogramming in the world can't change what isn't between your legs. And I would be doing a disservice to women everywhere if I built you up and sent you out there to all those 
unsuspecting, gorgeous women who would think you have in your pants something to back up all that confidence. And you definitely don't. No, instead I'm going to be doing something even more important than making you something you are not. I'm going to make you what you are. The truth is, the reason you're having issues with confidence is because you're trying to be something you're not. A man. Welcome to the Evil Therapist 2, Twisted Confidence. One of the most popular audios I've ever created. Where you'll be brain scrubbed into accepting your tiny dick and worshipping Big Cock. You were never meant to fuck women anyway. So get your copy of The Evil Therapist, Twisted Confidence, at thedrsuereview.com and click on Shop. And also while you're at the review perusing the audios, be sure to hit up my latest article, What is Your Submissive Intent?, um, got to be one of the most important questions you'll ask yourself, and that is, why am I doing this? Why am I submitting? And with a bit of honest introspection, you may be shocked at what your answer is. Regardless, it's an important read in your growth as a submissive. Okay, let's get down to biznatch here. Okay, we've got Bobo the Bong going around, and I'm talking to the ladies tonight, whereas we're usually talking to the boys. So this is a wonderful change of pace. And we all need change from time to time, even though we fight it. So first of all, just what is Fifty Shades of Power, and what do I mean by a new way of thinking for women? Well, I created Fifty Shades of Power as a play on the book Fifty Shades of Grey, obviously. Fifty Shades of Grey, as we all know, was a runaway bestseller, but as per usual, the woman is a submissive, almost victim throughout the whole book. So I created Fifty Shades of Power as a 180-degree flip on Fifty Shades of Grey, simply to show women that by thinking a little out of the box, you can easily change things up in the bedroom, and not just in the bedroom, but the rest of your life as well, by leaning more on your dominant, or better put, your queen side. Fifty Shades of Power is a way for you to learn sensual domination without all the scary crap of leather and chains and whips and all the other things that come to mind when we think of the world of a dominatrix. We fall into comatose-like ruts and patterns throughout our lives. And these patterns tend to revolve around everyone else but ourselves in the process. You wake up, you get the kids off to school, you go to work, you come home, or in some cases now you start shuttling kids to sports or ballet. You finally go home, you make dinner, you do some homework, put the kids to bed, if you're lucky you might be able to squeeze in some unwinding TV time, but more than likely, you're ready to fall into bed, only to get up and lather, rinse, and repeat once again. Nowhere in there am I seeing any you time, ladies. And I get it. You don't mind focusing on only your family and work, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. But what I want to point out to you is that in this day-to-day pattern, you start to lose yourself. Why? Because it's what we're taught to do. Be a good mommy, have a great career, be a loving wife. But where in that formula is there a be what you want to be? 
There isn't a lot of you in anything you're doing. All that is is you giving with no one replenishing your reserves. And when that happens, the coma kicks in. And chances are your sex life, if there is any energy left for one, suffers the most. Why? A couple of reasons, actually. And let me tell you, to gentlemen who, and I'm going to be stopping every once in a while blurting out this stuff, one of the biggest complaints I get is from men who say, well, my wife doesn't fuck me anymore. Okay. This is why. Right here. This combined with what I will tell you on the next show, which has to do with you, gentlemen. But this is why. Right here. You're too busy. What do you want someone to do after everything I just mentioned, and now you want her to become some sort of vixen in the bedroom? Good luck with that. So a couple of reasons are, are there for the reason why, you know, your sex life starts to screw up. And the first one is that because we sacrifice all day, every day, we learn to prioritize, and quite honestly, sex will fall well below little Kevin's dance recital or Lisa's hockey game. See what I did there? And the second reason is your husband or partner, or however you choose to phrase it. I'm going to use a common hetero marriage for our intents tonight, though. So, right? Prioritize. We got other things to do, and your husband is a problem. And I'll, like I said, I'll tell you why in the next show. But I know you love your husband. He's a great provider. He's a loving man, fantastic father, loyal as a golden retriever. But when it comes to sex, it's usually just a quick 15-minute missionary routine that you know oh so well. So well, in fact, that you're usually planning tomorrow night's dinner while moaning in the right places and thinking you could have used this time to unclog the laundry room sink. But, you know... You have your wifely duties in addition to every other duty in your life. Your sex life now could actually bore Pat Robertson. Sound familiar? Are you in a similar pattern? I mean, the patterns will always be different because we are all different. But in the end, the result is still the coma, the walking dead of living. And whether you tripped over this show yourself or your partner looked at you with big eyes begging you to listen, I want you to know it's not your fault. Because we all jump on that hamster wheel at some point in our lives, and for many, they never get off until they croak. The cool part is you can choose to stay where you are in the safety of your patterns, and that's okay too. You're a big girl. You're allowed to make your own choices. Or you can choose to try some new ideas and put a spark back in your life. You can choose to jump off the wheel. You can awaken from the walking dead and start to feel alive again. And I'm going to not only show you how, but you'll learn you're not alone. Think about what you're doing, all the balls you have in the air. It's no wonder you get tired. So now your wardrobe of choice is jeans and a T-shirt or yoga pants and a tank top. Who's got the time or energy to worry about a wardrobe, right? As a society, we teach our female children to be good, submissive little girls to do as you're told, and just smile politely while you're doing it. And this is how we end up on the hamster wheel. Because from the beginning, we're taught that we come second. Why do you think it took so long for some women to come out and start pointing fingers at the men who'd been taking advantage of them? 
It's all societal programming. But now women are starting to break out of that programming and say, fuck you, we're not going to be silent anymore. And that's great. Now what I'm going to show you is not for every woman. It's not about feminism. It's not about female supremacy. It's simply about making some changes in your way of thinking and shifting the power dynamic of your life. I want to start by giving you some information that might seem weird, but you'll see where I'm going in a minute. Over 80% of the male population on this planet is sexually submissive. Now, that's not a statistic I can give you citations for because this is based on the decades of work I've done with men. But even if we settle at 50%, that's still an enormous number of males who are submissive in the bedroom. That leaves you with a 50-50 shot that your husband or boyfriend is sexually submissive. Even higher if we go with my stat. What does this mean to you? It means that chances are your man wants you to dominate him in the bedroom. Now, before you freak out thinking this is all about, like I said, whips, chains, rubber, and pain, I want you to know that I'm not teaching you any of that unless you want me to. Quite the contrary. This is simply about giving you a new way of thinking, not just about sex, but about your life. I know when someone says dominatrix to someone who knows nothing about BDSM other than what they've seen in the media, especially women, they get a little nervous. Pulp Fiction, although I love that movie, doesn't make BDSM look good. I get it. But what if I were to change the word dominatrix to princess or empress or queen? Does that sound a little nicer? Feels a little prettier using those terms, doesn't it? But a dominatrix and a queen are the same thing. And I'm going to teach you how to regain your throne you once had and get that crown back on your head that you put on the shelf in your closet at the back there with all the Christmas gifts that you just got that you hated and plan to re-gift throughout the year. Now, I want you to reach back in there and I want you to take it back out, blow the dust off, and put it back on your head. So, first of all, we're going to hop into the Wayback Machine. Let's wa- I just jump into the Wayback Machine here. And let's go back in time to when you first met your man. When you first started dating. Remember that? When you first, right at the very beginning. Remember how you would go out of your way to make yourself sexy? We all do it. I mean, that's like half of going out on a date is getting ready. We put on makeup, perfume, sexy clothes, high heels. It's all part of the ritual of courtship. We wanted to look good to capture a mate. Okay, now, this is where the little bit of work comes in. What I want you to do right now is close your eyes and remember how it felt when you knew you were all made up and looking fine. Remember how that felt in your body, how much confidence was coursing through your body. You stood tall. You walked in the room like you owned it. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, but I don't have a boyfriend or my relationship didn't start that way, that's okay. You can still do this exercise. What you'll do is go to a time in your life when you felt that same type of power, where you owned the room doesn't matter what room or why you were there. Just remember that feeling. Okay? Can you feel it? Can you feel that sexy power? That, my dears, 
is female domination right there. You see, it isn't about you draping yourself in leather, although there are some very sexy leather pieces out there. Let me tell you, don't write them off. It's about you regaining that power by recreating whatever makes you feel sexy right now. I don't care what your husband likes or wants to see you in or what he finds sexy on you. I'm talking about what makes you feel sexy. And if that is flip-flops, a pair of underwear, and a tank top, then that's what you wear. My point is, I want you to go back to the things that make you feel special and sexy now. This isn't about buying a new wardrobe. It's about putting you back in the headspace of that princess, that queen you know you are, that just got buried behind life. I want you to let her out again. Because even if you think you're ugly or you're overweight or whatever negative thing you think about yourself, and I know there's many, I also know that you have had at least one experience in your life where you felt powerful. And all you had to do, all you have to do to get back to that power is remember in your mind and then feel it in your body. One sec. I'm not sick, but for some reason I have a cough. It's very weird. Okay, so the whole point is that what you're doing is you're feeling it. And when you do this just a little bit every single day, you're going to start to gain your power back. Everything begins with thought, literally everything, which is part of the reason why thoughts have power. And by changing your thoughts, you can make huge changes in your life. And one of the first things you do when you want to make a monumental change is to feel it. Feel it as though you've already arrived. Oh, I'm just going to stop one sec right here because I want to say hi to some people who have jumped in to chat. I want to say hello to Mistress Ariana and, of course, Miss Polly Bell. Thank you, guys. And hello to Castaway. There's some people popping in real quick here. Um, okay, so. The idea is to feel it in your body. Because you see, ladies, domination isn't about being a bully. It's about feeling sexual power over your man. It's about seduction and sensuality. It's about teasing and using your sexual power to manipulate your man sexually in ways that he's already craving. But, as you'll soon see, we don't just become little vixens. No, 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 no. Yes, we're going back to designing women. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right, Amelia? <laughs> no, no, no. You're going to gain back your power. You're not going, I should say you're not going to gain back your power just to give it away again. <laughs> nay, nay, my sweet female friends. You're going to learn the word no. Remember, Fifty Shades of Power is about turning what we were all taught and flipping it to the other side. Taking that sweet, submissive little girl who's always saying yes and turning her 180 degrees and trying something new on the other side. Instead of being Cinderella, try being the sexy evil queen. This is why it's a new way of thinking. You're going to start saying the word no. 
That simple little two-letter word that so few women ever say will set you free from so many things. And I don't mean just in the bedroom. You're going to practice by saying no to stuff you're already doing while running on the hamster wheel. Now, don't freak out thinking I'm telling you to shift into bitch mode. That's not it either. Bitches are a dime a dozen. Don't tell me you don't work with some. Being a bitch is too easy. No, you're going to remain your sweet, caring, loving self, but with a few changes, both in the bedroom and out. Okay, so change number one is every day I want you to meditate and do the visualizing exercise I just did with you. Go back to that moment. Feel your power. Close your eyes. Do this every day for five minutes. That's it. You can do it in the shower. See, you're still multitasking. And if you've never had a powerful moment in your life, that's okay too. You can still do this by visualizing what it would feel like. What would power feel like to you? And now, feel it in your body. Experience it. Now, change number two is if you've stopped feeling sexy because you stopped wearing sexy clothes or stopped getting your hair done or your nails done, you start doing it again. If you did it before, it's time to pick it up again. If you feel like you're too chunky, make the changes necessary to feel better about your body. And I'm not saying to try for some lofty goal of like 100 pounds in six months. No, 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 no. Just make a few changes. That's it. Dump three things that you like that you know are no good for you. Like pop, for example. Switch to water. If you're eating fast food five nights a week, drop it to two. That'll also save you money and you can go get your nails done. Whatever it is that will make you feel more like a queen, that's where you make your changes. But why is it important for you to make those changes? Because you can't be a queen if you don't feel like a queen. For those of you saying, I don't have time, Nothing I've asked you to do takes time other than the five minutes a day for the visualization and realization work. Otherwise, and if you've stopped wearing jewelry when you had a baby, for example, and never restarted, time to dig out the jewelry and see how it makes you feel. You see, these aren't meant to cost you money or make your life more difficult. It's to simply get you to reconnect with your inner goddess and then let her out. And so now that we have you feeling your power again, my queens, what do we do with it? Well, now the queen gets to come out and play. As I stated earlier about male submission being roughly 50%, um, or 50 to 80%, I should say, we're going to see if your partner has a subby side. So if you don't know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to test. So, the first thing you need to know about submission of any kind is that it fluctuates. We are all both dominant and submissive. And given the right combination of circumstances, we will play on either side. That's why you'll hear me usually qualify it by saying sexually submissive as opposed to just submissive. No one can be 100% submissive or 100% dominant or alpha all the time. It just doesn't work. 
That's why you're sitting there thinking, but I thought I married a big, strong alpha guy. And that can be deceiving as well. Because just like we raise our little girls to be sweet and submissive, we raise all of our male children to be alpha males. Unfortunately, that puts many men at a disadvantage because they don't feel alpha but still feel the societal pressure of having to be this alpha guy all the time. Men pretty much have no choice but to portray themselves as alpha males or they get eaten alive, not just by other men, but by women as well, because our sweet little girl has been told that her knight in shining armor will come and sweep her off her feet. Romance novels don't help, and romance is the biggest selling category of books on every platform. That should tell you something. Women are turning to romance because they aren't getting it at home. So our poor guys who aren't alphas are out there trying so hard to be what everyone wants them to be. And they end up in marriages and relationships completely miserable because that side of them isn't being exercised. Let me point out something that might be a bit sobering for you. Okay? If your partner asked you to listen to this, he clearly knew I was doing this show. How could he know that if he wasn't already delving in to the DNS or dominant and submissive world, online or off? That means he's been getting his needs met elsewhere, usually by ladies online and sometimes in live sessions who will dominate him in a variety of ways. Now, before you lean over and punch him in the face because you feel like he's been cheating on you, also remember that he brought you here because, like most happily married men who are submissive, he'd rather play with you. Doesn't it make more sense for you to play with your husband in the ways he needs, rather than some unknown bimbet? And before you start interrogating him about his activities, know this. When it comes to domination both online and off, very little of BDSM has to do with your husband having sex with another female. That's not what professional BDSM is about. So try to keep an open mind when you discuss this later with him, as I know you will. Now, with the knowledge that he wants to play with you, his true queen, you can now move forward with the fun part of playing with his submission to suit your needs. Okay. But what if you don't know your hubby has a stubby side? What if you just happened on this show and gave it a listen and you don't know if your partner will even play that way? Well, as with the rest of everything else in life, we start by testing. And the testing is fun. Remember, this isn't about you becoming a professional dominatrix. It's not about everything being heavy and weird and you being uncomfortable. If you feel uncomfortable, you're probably not in your queen headspace, and you need to get back in your confident state of mind by doing your visualization again. Confidence, even if it's fake it till you make it at the moment, is key with what you're going to do. Because the whole point of all of this is to have fun to give you more in your sexual arsenal instead of the same old boring stuff. Because if you or your partner is bored, guess what? 
you or your por- you or your partner is bored. Get it? If you're bored, chances are your partner is too. So you're feeling your confidence and your creamliness. Now what you're going to do is exactly what I teach men to do with women when they want their wives to dominate them but don't know how to ask. You're going to start with a role play. Now role playing is always fun. It's a little awkward for some at the beginning, but super fun once you get over the awkwardness and you start to play. Now, once again, normally when you do a role play, you are usually in the submissive role, right? He's the prison guard or cop and you're the prisoner. You're simply going to switch it around. You're going to start a night of fun by taking control of the entire night's activities. You're going to tell him you're having sex your way tonight. Now remember, we're testing here. So for some of you, you need to gauge reactions. For others, you can just move forward with getting comfortable in your new role as queen of the bedroom. You're checking his reaction to see if he responds, and trust me, he will. Even the most alpha guys love to take a night off. You'll hear one of the biggest complaints by married guys is that they always have to initiate sex, and they're sick of it. So even the most alpha male will enjoy this type of play every once in a while. And that's something else you need to understand. This isn't an all-or-nothing thing. Being dominant in the bedroom doesn't mean you have to remain that way all the time. You can still be submissive and be a submissive little kitten in the bedroom if you want. But this is simply giving you something else besides that role. And on the next show, I'll show you just how you get to have your cake and eat it, too, as far as you getting to be both dominant and submissive in the bedroom, should you want to go down that road. So don't just think that once you do this and play this way, that's all there will be. It isn't. You still get to play on both sides. Okay, let's go over this. Let's recap it a little bit here. You're going to do your visualization of power and feel it in your body every day for five minutes. You're learning to say no in your daily life in order to get you more time and less stress. And now we're in the bedroom role-playing and you're gauging your spouse's reaction to the things we're going to do to him. And why you gauge is because every male is different in what he likes and doesn't like. So gentlemen, if you're listening in right now, I know it's hard for you to tell the wags, because it's wives and girlfriends for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's hard for you to confess to your spousal unit what you want to experience if it isn't straight fucking. I get that. But in these moments where your spouse is trying to meet you halfway and play a little on the dark side, you have to show her that you love what she's doing. That means allow yourself to show her you're turned on by what she's doing without the shame. Why? Because as women, we love to make you guys happy. We love to please you. Duh. We're the ultimate submissives here. So you use that knowledge and you show her that, yes, this is turning me on. The worst thing you can do in a situation like this is to hold back and hide that you like it. 
But many of you do. You tend to hold it back. The problem is she needs to know she's pleasing you and turning you on for her to continue with it. Because let's face it, no one wants to fuck someone who's not into it. Even if you find it shameful, it's okay. This is your partner in life. You should be able to tell them when you're turned on. Now, I'll be right back after this water break. Are you tired of the countless women constantly trying to beg and coerce you out of your money? Do you just want to have a real phone conversation with real doms and phone sex operators who are happy to talk to you about those subjects that most phone sex platforms can't indulge? Then slide over to myphonesecret.com and peruse the lovely ladies who are there to talk to you. New ladies are being added all the time. So check out myphonesecret.com, where FinDom is out and PhoneDom is in. Yeah, I got my water. My water did, in fact, not break, so it's like... (laughs) Thank God, if I was pregnant, like that would be something for the front of the Inquirer. Okay, so... We're in the bedroom, and tonight you're role-playing, and this time you're the cop and he's the prisoner. Great. So now what? Okay. Now is when you really channel your feelings of power, and you're going to use some intel that you already have. What is it about you that turns your guy on? What body part? All guys love something in particular. And as his spouse, you probably know what that is. You know, is he a tit guy, a leg guy, an ass guy? Okay, now you're ready for this. Whatever he likes, ready? Listen to this very carefully. Whatever he likes, this is what you're not going to give him. Whatever it is that your spouse wants, he doesn't get. Because you see, as queen of the room... You're in charge of what he gets, when, how, and how much. And the key is to drive him crazy with it by making him earn it. Okay, so as an example, let's take feet, for example, because it's one of the most common fetishes. Okay, doesn't mean your guy is into feet, but you apply this to whatever body part or parts your guy loves. Okay. Let's keep going with my earlier cop-prisoner role-play, although don't just stick with that. Use your imagination as far as role-plays are concerned. And you can either dress the part. That's the other thing. You can either dress the part or not. Remember, sex is 99% mental. You don't have to have a wardrobe filled with fancy clothes or a whole pile of sex toys. Okay, so here you are as the bad cop. You know your guy likes feet, so now what? Well, now you tease the shit out of him with your feet. But he doesn't get them right away. For example, tie him to the bed and run your feet over his body without touching his cock. Why? Because he wants you to touch him there. But he has to earn that time. You want him begging you for them. Brush them on the sides of his face, and although he really wants to suck your toes, nope, you just keep teasing. 
as I said, he has to earn his time with your body. So now you give him endurance tasks. You get five minutes with my feet for every orgasm you give me while I sit on your face. Do that right, and maybe I'll even use my feet to jerk your cock and give you a foot job. And all the while you're doing this, you're talking to him. Okay? Don't just do it, talk. You want these beautiful feet, don't you? You want to suck on my sweet, succulent toes. Mm. Look at how close they are to your mouth. And yet, you just can't quite reach them, can you? And if he says, no, I don't need them, you respond with, well, but your cock is giving you away. Because every time they slide a bit closer, it jumps, doesn't it? You can try to deny that all you want, but that dick of yours gives you away every time. You can even get him to massage edible oils onto your feet and talk to him again the whole time. I'll bet you want to taste that, don't you? Imagine my vanilla-flavored toes in your mouth right now. <laughs> and if he goes to lick them, you withdraw your foot. Ah-ah-ah. You're not done with my foot rub yet, boy. And if you keep getting greedy, you'll get nothing at all. You see how much fun this can be? It doesn't have to be all heavy, weird, and scary. It's primarily about tease and denial at this level. And let me tell you something else. Every man I've ever spoken with about their desires has said he would much rather have his wife playing with him than go outside of the relationship and seek other help. They want you to play rather than find some unknown female. Even the gentlemen with more extreme fetishes have said they may not get it as extreme as they would like it, but they'd much rather have it with their spouse than absolutely nothing at all, which is what most guys get. This is what I'm talking about. Even guys who have really extreme fetishes, like some of the, the nastier, I suppose you put the quotes on that, some of the more nastier fetishes. Even if you don't want to do those fetishes, if you indulge just a bit of it, then it gives them something to look forward to. It puts the life back into your sex life. Because you're giving him what he needs. So you can see how much fun this can be. Now, another great advantage that comes from opening yourself up this way is it opens your lines of communication, and they open nice and wide. Because you can now talk about what you just did and how you can improve on it or change it just to really meet his needs or whatever they happen to be. And if he tells you something you just don't want to participate in, that's okay. That's part of compromise. You find workarounds for things you find icky. But the most important thing is no matter what he confides in you about what he desires, it has taken an enormous amount of courage to tell them to you in the first place. So don't shit all over them. You don't tell him he's a freak. You just tell them you're not into it and perhaps you can try to compromise somewhere. Just don't destroy his self-esteem with judgment. 
The idea is to get closer, not rip on your partner for his desires. And I hear a lot of wives doing that, a lot of them. If someone, if your partner, if this is someone you are spending your life with, comes to you and tells you that they have a fetish, for example, don't freak out. Sit down and listen to him. Because I'm going to give you a little piece of information, psychological information, that most people don't have. Most fetishes are born pre-adolescent. That means in the four, five, three, four, five, six-year-old range. It doesn't mean it's sexual in the moment. It can be, as I tell everybody, I use this as an example all the time. It can be as simple as kids playing on a playground, a little girl pushes a boy down, sits on it. it happens all the time, right? Well, that can start a female domination, a femdom fetish. It can start a whole bunch of different fetishes. It doesn't happen in that moment. It's almost as though it plants a seed. And later, some water might get spilled on that seed. And if it does, it starts to grow. That's why when I really push men about, okay, let's go back in time and let's look at where this fetish comes from. They're like, every one of them says, oh, no, it was about 15 or 16. Mm-mm, no, you weren't. Let's go back further. Once we push back into that pre-adolescent, you know, preschool, not preschool, but school age sort of, time period, every single one of them will find it usually. Oh, my God, I never thought it was this, or oh, my God, I never thought it was that. So understand that when he's coming to you and telling you these things and and confiding in you, he had no choice over this, okay? It's not like he woke up one day. There's a difference between a fetish and a king. It's not like he woke up one day and went, oh, that looks really cool. I think I'll do that. Fetishes can be as inherent to a body as being gay, straight, or bi. You got no choice. It just happened. The synapses were formed at that moment in their brain. So when you're looking at them and going, oh, my God, that's disgusting, it's like saying that to someone who's gay. Now, granted, there's people that still do that, but I'm just saying, for the most part, I'd like to think that as a society, we're moving past that. So I'd like to see you not do that to someone with a fetish. Because they had no choice in it. They had zero choice. Now, kinks are different. We're getting into a whole different area. But I just want you to understand that for a lot of these men, this wasn't their choice, but it's there. And they can't help it, and it turns them on. So give them a break. That's all I'm asking. And gentlemen, for those of you listening in right now who hoped I'd get to some more intense stuff, I want you to remember this. If this is all your wife does is tease and deny and play with your fetish in this way, you're going to be a good boy and appreciate it, aren't you? You're going to thank your queen every day for being kind enough to explore this with you and to be so generous as to indulge you. It may not be the heavy shit you want, but nine out of ten times that heavy shit is bullshit and it's all stuff you're looking at in porn. But you'll be thankful and grateful for it, right? Because she's doing this for you. (laughs) For now, anyways. (laughs) And my beautiful ladies, you don't drop your queen status once you leave the bedroom either. 
If your spouse is very submissive, he'll want you to carry it beyond the bedroom. So remember all those things you were doing before? All the errands and the housework and the chores? Now is where you start practicing your word, no. You're going to get him to take many of those tasks off your plate. You're going to get him to give you more massages and pamper you. Depending on the level of his submission, he'll be over the moon about you giving him chores, especially if the chores are equal earning time with you and his favorite body part. Again, when it comes to doing chores or errands or whatever the task may be, have fun with it. Make him earn it. This is where you do things like, you ever wanted to learn, say, okay, let's, let's pick a hobby or something you've always wanted to say. Let's say, you, say you've wanted to learn photography, for example, and wanted to take a night class once a week. Guess what? Now you're going to. Because he's going to take care of everything at the house, so you can do that without worry. Because for every hour you're in class, he gets five minutes with your tits or your ass or whatever. The games at this level can be a blast. And you can intertwine them with your daily life. For example, the kids are, say they're watching a movie or playing on their phones or tablets, doing kid stuff. God, I miss saying they're outside playing. Does anyone play outside? It's just so depressing. My God. Anyway, the kids are in the living room. It's after dinner. They're otherwise occupied. You can look at your man from across the room, and in that case of our foot guy, for example, slip off your shoes and stretch and say, "Mm, I'm so relaxed right now, while wiggling your toes in his direction. The kids won't have a clue, but it gives you innuendo games to play, which again spices shit up in your relationship. Now I'll give you this. It's a weird place to be in, having your guys do more around the house. It's weird. And it'll take you time to get used to it, especially if you're a type A who needs to do it all yourself. Learn to delegate. If you're like me, and when it comes to, say, cleaning, you feel no one can do it better than you, Seriously, I'm bad. You know who else is like that? I know Miss Angela is like that, too. Angela St. Lawrence is like that. Guess what? They actually can if you teach them how. And you teach them how you want it done. An example would be cleaning a bathroom. Okay? As we all know, men aren't the best, deta- best at detail work. But do we give him a slide on that? What's our word? No. We're on to the fact that most men don't do much detail work because they don't want to. And they play that age-old game of doing a half-assed job. So we'll go, oh, just give me the damn cloth and I'll clean it myself. See, in the case of a shitty cleaning job in the bathroom, you go in, you inspect the job when it's finished, and if there's anything that's not done to your specifications, you get them to do it again and again. And again, until it's done the way you want it done. And for every error, he loses time with his favorite parts and fetishes. Now, some of you may be thinking, oh, for the love of God, why would I do that and aggravate myself, essentially training yet another child in my house? Because once he's trained, 
it frees up your time. The training is initially time-consuming. It's like no different than training a dog. None. It really is. When it comes to submissive training, there is no difference between that and training a dog. It really isn't. The key is to teach him to take over stuff you don't have time for. He wants to do it. Let him do it. This is all part of you learning to say no. No, I don't have the time. You do it. Are we out of towels? Well, then I guess you better get some laundry going, huh? How far you decide to take it is up to you. And, of course, although it may sound like I've turned you into a flaming bitch, that's not it. Because a smart woman uses what she knows about her man in the bedroom to get the shit done outside of it. You don't stand there and scream at him for fucking up the cleaning. Not at all. If you're screaming, you're not in control. See, if he doesn't clean the bathroom right or get the laundry done, then I guess you're wearing socks to bed, aren't you? And you say that to him. Like I said, motivate him with what he loves. That's what you call a clean bathroom? God, I guess you really don't need to suck on those toes then, do you? possibilities are endless and only restricted by your own imagination. Just don't get bogged down in the details. Remember, the key is always to have fun, to make your workload lighter and your playtime in the bedroom and out way more fun. It doesn't mean you have to be dominant all the time. That's all up to you as a couple now, but With these simple steps, you can gain more freedom in your life by bringing the fun back to your relationship. And how does this change your life in other ways? By learning to say no, as I said earlier, you'll find your stress level reducing. You'll start to feel power in other areas of your life that you let go of. If you've never felt power in your life, you'll feel it for the first time. Confidence breeds good things. It moves you forward, pulls you out of ruts, changes you in ways you can only imagine. So even if you find the whole idea of dominating your man weird and ridiculous, just by doing the visualization and learning to say no, you'll make huge changes in your life. Now on the next show, I'm going to continue this discussion, only we're going deeper. We're going to take this a step further into more of the fetish world by discussing female-led relationships and the possibilities that reside in that dynamic. I'll teach you about cuckolding, CBT, which is cock and ball torture, and it's all good, don't freak, and chastity, which will become your favorite in no time, and a lot more, including dealing with such things as, but I don't want to hurt my husband. And again, you don't have to go deeper if you don't want to. But for the ladies who want to run this and decide they want more, that's what I'll be bringing you in Fifty Shades More Powerful. So I hope this little primer has given you some new insights into how to not only revive your relationship, but on how to revive your life. Because even if you choose not to play this way in the bedroom, you're still a queen. And hopefully you've now polished your crown while listening to this and put it proudly back on your head. 
because you deserve to be happy, loved, adored, and treated like a goddess. It's time for some questions. I'll be right back to answer your questions right after this, so hit up the phone line, 657-383-0031. On the next In Bed with Dr. Sue, I continue with Fifty Shades of Power by bringing you Fifty Shades More Powerful, where we'll go even deeper into sensual at-home domination for those of you ladies who want more, including diving into such topics as female-led relationships, cuckolding, chastity, and more. So tune in February the 11th at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, just in time for Valentine's Day, as you become 50 Shades More Powerful, only on In Bed with Dr. Sue. Hi, this is Dr. Sue Storm. I've been in the sex industry for over 30 years. As a retired pro-dom, former sex shop owner, and living as the head of a female-led relationship and cuckoldress for over 25 years, I now spend my time educating and providing counsel to demystify fetish and BDSM and advocate for tolerance and acceptance of different lifestyles. So join me on my radio show at InBedWithDrSue.com or enjoy one of the many articles or audios I have for you on the DrSueReview.com. I'm here to help. So am I. <laughs> I know, I'm getting giddy. Anyways, welcome back. It's very nice to have you back. Hello. It's time for Ask a Dom. Anonymous questions sent in by you, my fabulous listeners. And, of course, you can always call in live right now, 657-383-0031. And we got a theme going on tonight, boy. Holy cow. we got a serious theme going on with all these questions tonight. I don't know what it is. Holy Okay, question numero uno for the evening. Why do I always think about my best friend's dick? I can't get the idea of sucking my best friend's dick out of my head, and it's driving me nuts. I'm not gay. I don't get why I think of this. What's wrong with me? Oh, that's an easy one. Don't even worry about it. Number one, the reason why you can't get it out of your head is most guys want to know what it's like to suck a dick. Doesn't matter, gay, straight, bi, doesn't matter. Everybody wants to know what it's like to suck a dick. Common. It's in almost, almost every single male. And even the ones who go, oh, don't never think of fucking doing that. Trust me, they do. The louder they are to protest, the more they think about it. So, but why is it your best friend's dick? Okay, here's why. The reason why you keep sort of shuttling back over to your best friend's dick and you're not thinking about other guys' dicks is because your best friend is your best friend. You trust him. He's your buddy. He's someone you could go to and unwind and open up to, and, you know, there's, there's a trust that's there. That's the reason why you're thinking of it. It has to do with the connection that you have with your best friend. Totally normal, relax, and you never know. If you ask him, he might let you do it. Hello? You started off doing circle jerks back in, you know, grade six. So what's the difference, really, seriously? 
you're not gay. It has nothing to do with gay, straight, or bi, actually. It has to do with you wanting to submit to another guy's dick. It's probably coming from a submissive streak that's in you. So there you go. You're normal. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to suck your best friend's dick. It makes total sense because he's comfy. He's safe. That's why you want to do it. And no, you're not gay. And no, there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) Okay. Question numero two. I love it when women sit on my face. I love everything about it. But I think I'm weird. I mean, no one else thinks of this type of stuff. I don't know where you're getting your resources, but... Okay, he goes on. Most guys can have regular sex, but I really would rather have a woman sit on my face for a really long time. Um, Dude, let me just say to you right here, right now, a lot of guys like women sitting on their faces. I don't know where you got it in your head that face sitting is somehow weird. Women do it all the time. It's, It's like a normal part of sex. So, God, don't think you're weird. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Let women sit on your face. Let them sit there forever. <laughs> like, seriously. They're more than happy to sit on your face. And if you can get someone to sit on your face, just do it. Stop worrying. You guys have got to stop. I get more people worried about being weird. My God. Most of the stuff you guys are saying you think is weird isn't even close to being weird. Not even... Not even a pinch is face-sitting weird. So enjoy that ass. Enjoy that pussy on your face. Seriously. I'm laughing only because I wish I could get through to you guys. That This stuff is such a nothing burger. There is no reason to be staying up late freaking out about it. None of it. You're fine. So go ahead. Enjoy that face-sitting. Breathe it in. Love every minute of it. Actually, Beast, who is in the chat room right now, and said, and that's a problem? See? There's another guy. See? Nothing wrong with it. Promise. (laughs) So enjoy yourself. Enjoy your face sitting. Who gives a shit? You're not hurting anybody. You're not even doing anything remotely weird. That's not even... I wish I could... (laughs) It's so not weird. I just can't get it through to you enough how benign it is. It's nothing. Enjoy it. Quit worrying about it. Okay, our next question. I want, you see, I, we're, on the, we're on to this theme here. I want to suck cock, but I'm not gay. Okay, see? I fantasize about a woman making me suck a guy's cock, and even more, like black cock. I'm a white guy, and I have no idea where this came from, but I can't stop watching black cock porn. I picture myself in the place of the girls who are sucking cock. I don't get it. I give anything to watch my wife have sex with a black guy and make me fluff him for her. Okay. Again, nothing wrong with this. Again, totally common. Did you know that um, Psychology Today, just so I can bring this up really quickly, Psychology Today actually just did a piece recently on cuckolding and how it is one of the top fantasies, one of the top fantasies across the board. Now, I will go one step further and say it's not just a fantasy. There are a ton of people doing it. 
they're just not talking about it because it's not something you talk to your, you know, your neighbor over the fence with a fucking coffee with. It just you don't do it. But there's a lot of people doing it. So again, your thoughts are not unusual. I think what you because you didn't really ask a question. I think this is more like a he's just wondering. Okay, why black cock? Common again. Most white guys want black cock. Why? It's different. It has to do with the fact that it is different from your own, pasty little white one. It is usually, because it's portrayed that way, and and obviously there is a significance to it, that most, not all, most black guys have larger penises than white guys. So this is again coming from that submissive side of you that wants to submit to the superior cock in the room. That's all that is. No more. You're trying to submit to that beautiful, big, black, shiny, pretty cock. You just, again, with the same with the other guys, what would it be like to hold it? It's so much bigger than mine. What does it feel like in my hand? How heavy would it be? What would it be like when it goes into my mouth? All of these things going through your mind. And then to actually sit back and watch someone who you love get sexually pleased by these guys. Oh, now we're over the moon, right? So totally common, guys, seriously. As a matter of fact, I would go one step further and say do it. Try it. Whenever you want to try something, think of it this way. Worst thing that happens, you don't do it again. I didn't like it. I'm not going to do it again. That's it. Nobody knows what you're doing unless you tell them. So it's not like, you know, there's some sort of sex police running around going, oh, my, okay, like, okay, granted there is in other parts of the world, but not in Western society. There's nobody running around knocking your door down, wanting to know who you're fucking, what you're doing, what you're doing, you know, who you're fucking, what are you doing right now, is he black, is he white, is it a guy, is it a girl? You don't have to worry about that. The only people who know what you're doing is you and whoever you're doing it with. And chances are they're not going to say anything. So relax. Enjoy this. If you have something you want to try, try it. Because I think you're actually going to like it. If it's something you want to try, get out there and do it. There's no, First of all, there's nothing better than black cock as far as I'm concerned. So you are missing out. So definitely do that. Um, uh, last question, although we do have two callers, which I will be getting to. Um, last question is, I love my wife, and we have a great sex life and life in general, but I really want to see her take another guy's cock. Here we go. I told you we have a theme here. And would really want it to be a black guy. How do I get my wife to have sex with a black guy? Well, first of all, we don't get our wives to do things. Okay? Tacky as fuck. You are going to sit down and you're going to have a discussion with her and you're going to tell her. Matter of fact, the best way to do this, if you're really scared, because you even go to somebody and go, Hi, honey, I'd really like you to fuck some black guy. She's going to go, What? What are you doing? Okay, so, great way to bring it up is say you're watching porn together. Throw on some black cock porn, put on some BBC porn. And start making some remarks. Wow, what would it be like? Wouldn't you always, haven't you ever wondered what it would be like to fuck a black guy like that? Just see what she says. It doesn't mean we go running out and finding a black guy and bring him home like a cat with a fucking mouse in your mouth. 
It just you're getting a feel for it so that you can see without exposing yourself if she would be open to it. Once you know that she's open to it, now you can regurgitate your idea and say, well, you know, I've been having these thoughts, blah, blah, blah. And then you can wait and see what she says. Doesn't mean she's going to go for it. She doesn't have to. Remember, we don't make people do things. It's not what we're here to do. We're here to all experience things and enjoy them on our own and have fun. So, honestly, super. Thank you so much for sending in these questions, guys. It, it, honestly, I love it. And we're going to go really quick over here. Hello, you're on In Bed with Dr. Sue. Hi, Dr. Sue. Hello, who's this? Hi, uh, my name is Way. Wayne? Uh, Way, W-E-I. W-E-I. Hi, Way. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. So, you got a question? Yes, um, I do. Um, I just want to know, what is it, um, like, um, I just want to know, like, um, if your partner wants to be involved with another uh, couple, mm-hmm. um, is this is this like a lifestyle that would be like maintainable? Okay, so what you're describing to me is, in other words, you want to know what would happen if your your wife was with another couple. So we're doing swinging. Um. Yes. Um. It, it's um. It's uh. It's my uh, uh, fiance at the time, and um. She is uh, attracted to um someone who we share a um apartment with. Mm-hmm. And is it like a maintainable lifestyle if she's involved with the guy? What do you mean by involved? That's where it gets tricky. Um, like are just well, having she, sex? Are uh, we just are we just fucking and that's it, or are we getting into a relationship yes. with this person? Yes, and and he he he's a he's a friend of ours too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's a friend of yours. Does he have a partner? Yes, he does. Okay. And she wants to be able to play with the couple themselves or just him? Um, well, uh, just him, but then his, um, his partner is, um, is open to playing with her too. Okay. And you're wondering whether that will kill your relationship? Um, correct. Right. Okay. So, Wei... What do you feel about it? Um, I like. I feel that for my part, like I support her in it. That it wouldn't affect me personally. But uh, again, like I play, like you know, she might have feelings for the guy. And, you know. Okay. Might end up that's where it becomes tricky. Sorry, wait. That's where it becomes tricky. The idea is not to have feelings for the person. If we're doing this. We're not doing this as, as some sort of relationshipy thing. We don't want to jump in and have a relationship with someone else. A relationship equals you're going to be put out in the cold because you right. can't maintain, well, unless you're poly, okay? Now, I don't know if she's poly or not, but most, not a lot of poly. people are poly. It's very difficult to do that. So, poly, so in other words, you can love more than one person. Put it that way to right. make it easy. 
not a lot of people are capable of doing that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like be in a relationship oh, with I'm, more I'm than sorry, one person. Poly, I think polygamous. Okay, I thought you meant poly. I the name poly. <laughs> <laughs> no. So what I'm thinking of in this is where, where I'm seeing a problem is relationship. I don't like that word. Because the idea, whenever you're playing with this way, whether it's swinging, whether it's cuckolding, whether, it doesn't matter what it is, the idea is not to replace you. The relationship yes. needs to be maintained and fiercely protected. The rest of it should just be fun play. If we start getting into a situation where because she's having sex with him and because you all are living together, she's starting to fall in love with him, now you've got a problem unless you're okay with her having a relationship with him. This is why I ask you, how does it feel for you? You say it doesn't bother you, but that's not really saying, you know, does it turn you on at all? Yes, it does. does. It? it does. Yes. Okay, that's good. No, that's yes. good. Then we can work with that. Okay, so it turns you yes. on the idea of her having sex with someone else, and does it turn you on the idea of her getting into a relationship with him? Yes, it it it, it does, um, because like you know he 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 he's a good friend and we do get along very well. Um, mm-hmm. I just like I just don't want like for some way to for like me to be cut out of it, you know, later. But I don't. Can you that's run a risk where she's that. going? Right. You run a big risk whenever you're doing that. Because as soon as you, you throw the word relationship into something, now we're talking emotional feelings. Well, we don't want emotional feelings with other people. We want the emotional feelings for our partner. So, yes, you run a risk for her to do this if she's already telling you she's got feelings for this guy. Not good. Well, he has a uh, girlfriend, too. But it's just a girlfriend, so what? He can dump her and be with her. Or he could have them both. Either way, you still run the risk of being closed out of this. Especially if you're somewhat submissive, which you are, because that's why you're getting turned on by it. Right. You're not going to be in there guarding the relationship. My point is, when this happens, who's guarding the relationship? Nobody. You're submissive. How are you going to guard it? This is why it's so important in cuckolding that the female be fiercely protective of her, of her relationship. She has to be very dominant. She can be submissive with her lover, but she's got to be fiercely dominant to protect that relationship. Because when you're submissive in that, in that moment, you're, you can't do anything with You can't. You're going to submit to anything. So unless someone in the room is holding the reins, you run the risk of losing your partner. And it all right. spiraling out of control. I just don't like the word relationship way. That's the only thing that's bothering me. So if it's just like a physical relationship, then it would be okay. Yeah. If she's just fucking him and that's it, you're okay. Now it's tricky because you're all under one roof. So you're very close together. So you almost become a family unit anyways. So you're in right. kind of a very tricky situation. And it depends on how submissive you are because 
somebody, like I said, needs to be keeping an eye out for this. And if she's not doing it and you're feeling really weak in that moment, who's minding the store? Do you see what I mean? Thank you. It's not to Thank say you. that it couldn't happen. It's not to say that you couldn't pull it off. Stranger things have happened. Lots of people can. I've just seen that every time the word relationship comes in, it's nine out of ten times goes for a shit. The idea is to treat these males as nothing more than sex toys. That's it. But she loves you. You get the affection. You get that. All of that is for you, not him. He's just there to use his dick. That's it. But if she's walking into this and she's thinking, oh, I'm really falling for this guy, it's a high risk, high risk situation. Doesn't mean it can't be done, but it's high risk. Right. That's very thoughtful and very, um, very well put. I, I, um, yes, I, I, I do agree with your point. Yeah. You just got to play careful. That's all. It's like anything else, you can end up going way overboard, and everything unravels. So you got to always keep in check. If she's going to do this, she needs to check with you constantly. In other words, the two of you are sitting down and going, this is working for me, this is not working for me. Communication has to be wide open between the two of you. Otherwise, it just all unravels. Thank you so much. Okay, Wei? Yeah. No problem, yeah. Wei. Thank you. I do I enjoy appreciate this, you so calling keep in. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Wei. I appreciate it. All right, keep up the good work. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Hello, you're on In Bed with Dr. Stu. Hello? Hello? Well, hello. Who am I speaking with? I am connected. I'm sorry? Hello? And we're gone. Okay, then. That was interesting. Well, guys, i got to tell you, um, I realize that this particular type of show isn't everybody's cup of tea. I also realize that, and I get that, but it needs we need to start having more conversations with people who aren't in this industry and and i think women especially especially wives and girlfriends need to know more about what we do and that's why i'm doing these this series of shows i thank you so much for taking time out of your life to listen in whether it was live or you're listening in later i especially want to thank everybody who joined me in the chat room tonight we had Castaway, we've got Dwayne, Mr. Sariana, Amelia Devine, Ms. Polly Bell, Sir Beast was here, um, who else? Suzanne was sultry, Suzanne was here. I just want you guys to know something while you're still listening in. You guys coming out to chat energizes me. 
you don't think that really, you know, much goes on. But you guys, the discussions that you're having, the things that come up, you guys energize me. So I thank you so much for coming out and supporting me live. So thank you so much, you guys, for always making this a part of what you do in your daily routine. Like, it just, I, I can't thank you guys enough. Thank you so much to everybody who's in chat tonight. Um, thank you to everyone who retweets and gets my message out there. Honest to God, whether it's an article on the review or a show here on InBed, I am so blessed to have such great followers and listeners. Remember to swish your ass over to the sissywhisperer.com tomorrow for how to be a responsible sissy. We can't have you sissies running amok. So you must listen to Amelia at all times. So get over to the sissywhisperer.com tomorrow and find out how to do it right. And until next time, my friends, nothing is more important than you finding your happy and keeping it safe. So be kind, be uplifting, and you know what I always say, be happy. I'll see you all on February the 11th right here on In Bed with Dr. Sue. Thank you so much. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.